the other mistake that good parents make that I've, I've made is making a big deal out of, of what is just not a big deal. Yeah. Deal. You got to pick your battles. Got to pick your battles. Absolutely. And you gotta stop making these kids every little mistake they make. You make a big deal out of it. You know, that makes me want to cry because I used to do that. Well, hello, I am Jeanette Howard. And I'm Dexter Howard. And welcome to a House United Marriage Plus Family Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. And today we are going to be talking about, we think, a a powerful topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is mistakes good parents make. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be sharing from our experience Mm -hmm. of uh, right at this moment, about 27, almost 27 yeah. years of parenting. I like how you said that share yeah. from our experience and not yeah. our mistakes. Um, oh, that's good. Because uh, there are no mistakes as, as long as you You're learning. are learning. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. And so uh, certainly, um, you know, we've got a lot of parenting experience mm-hmm. uh, raising uh, six daughters. We have six daughters. So we thought we'd take a moment and just kind of introduce you to our family. Yeah. Um, and so we've got six daughters. They're in alphabetical, alphabetical order. order. And uh, in and that's I, a long story. Yeah, so. <laughs> one is about to be 27 years old. Yeah. She's a Alexa. Mm-hmm. She's 27, about yeah. to be 27. Uh, and then the second Bethany. is Bethany B. She's 25. She's 25. And then we have the third one, which is the letter C. Celeste. Celeste. And uh, she is 22. 22, right. 22. And uh, uh, identical and twin girls. Yeah. Destiny, Destiny and Eden. And Eden. And they are 19. They are 19. Soon to be soon 20. To be, soon to be 19. Oh, they're 18. Soon to be 19. Soon to be 19. Yeah. Well, by the time you're watching this, I'm sure. Nineteen, yeah, yeah. Um, soon to be nineteen, and then our baby is Faith, and she's sixteen years she old. She does not like to be called the baby. <laughs> <laughs> so we are almost at empty nest. We we got one at home we're responsible for. That's mm-hmm. Faith, the sixteen year old. So we we got some experience um, parenting, at least girls anyway. No sons, yeah. Uh, but uh, we've been raising those six girls, and and so grateful they are doing truly fabulous. just fabulous, remarkably well. Yeah. And it is certainly not because they've had these perfect parents who have mm. done everything perfectly. Uh, we've done some, some things. We've done some things right. Right, yeah. obviously. <laughs> but we made some mistakes, too. That's so right. we thought we would share with you today um, mistakes good parents make. When we say good parents, what, what, do you, what is a good parent, uh, in your opinion? A responsible parent. Okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, a parent that's certainly not derelict. Mm-hmm. Of their responsibilities. Yeah. That's the way I, as a man, see good. Okay. Because a man, you know, is about taking care of your responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and providing. And providing. Yeah. yeah. I would say a good parent is a parent that has the intention mm. of raising a fully functional, healthy, contributing member of that's society. Right. Yeah, that's right. They're they're doing it intentionally. They're doing it with yeah. intention. Yeah. And uh, that's that's a good parent. Mm-hmm. You know, they would I think they would see themselves as a good as a sure. good parent. Sure. And the wonderful thing is you don't have to be a perfect parent Mm-mm. to be a good parent. By no means. And so which means is, you know, we're going to make some mistakes. That's right. But uh, and so we thought we would just share with you all 
some mistakes that we made. And honestly, we ask ourselves if we had to do it all over again, mm-hmm. <laughs> what would we do differently? Right. <laughs> and I'm sure we, you know, we'll, we'll be, I think we're preparing for grandparenthood now, even though no, no grandchild mm-hmm. looks like they're not, it's not even on a radar, but uh, we'll be grandparents one day. It's easy to come back and share these things after 26 years. Yeah. Almost 27 years. A- exactly. So. But these are some, we think, some things we would do differently if we had the opportunity to do them differently. We will have the opportunity to do them differently with a grandchild one day. So let's share some of these. So things. mistakes. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do it from the lens of a mistake. Yeah. So mistake number one that you think good parents make, or that, that we made. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going first? Yeah. I'll just say personally, the, the this is the first one I thought of for myself is a mistake that I made as a good parent was uh, making decisions for my child mm, mm, instead yeah. of teaching them how to make decisions for themselves. Yeah, yeah. You want to make all the decisions for them because I think we feel like we make the decisions for them because ultimately we're afraid that they're going to make, the, gonna wrong make the wrong decision. Yeah. And you love them so much. And if I can be honest, <laughs> I know this doesn't sound good. What? Or you think they're just too stupid to make the right decision. Too stupid or too young? Yeah, too young. Yeah. But, but you, and you love them so much that you're right. afraid that they're going to make right. the wrong decision. And so you make it you're for them. You're trying to protect them. them by making the, the decision right, for them. Right. But now as a parent, because I know how powerful decisions are, mm-hmm. now I would do it just the diff, just the opposite. And sure. I would teach them how to make their own decisions. Absolutely. And I would start, I'm just going to help some of you younger parents. I would start as early as possible. Early as possible. For instance, it, it would sound, it, it would, it looks something like this, how you can begin to teach your kid how to make their own decision. Mm but create a safe environment for them to do it, mm-hmm. you know, because you're still controlling the options. Mm-hmm. You're still controlling the boundaries mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of that, those decisions. I would do it as, as early as, as they helping them pick their own outfit. Absolutely. Out. Absolutely. You know, I will lay them out two or three outfits in the morning. Mm-hmm. You're still kind of making the decision. You're just right. giving them some borders. You're just governing. You're governing, but yeah. you're giving them some boundaries. That's you're right. narrowing the options. That's right. And you're saying, okay, you can choose any of these out of any of these three mm-hmm. outfits right here. Mm-hmm. And whichever one they choose, that's the one they wear. That's the one they wear. And so you began to train them mm-hmm. how to make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. And, of course, those, you know, the the scenarios get get greater of course as they get older right but empowering your kid on how to make their own decisions is one of the greatest things you can ever equip them with in life absolutely what do you think no i think that's exactly right um uh, just had this experience with our baby girl uh she wanted to go to a a birthday party uh we we had a conflicting engagement that our whole family was supposed to be at it was it was church related event we had already pre-registered for it uh, the head count had been taken and money had been spitting, spent mm-hmm. based on our pre-registration. Yeah. And so I was trying to explain that to her and she was asking me, well, um, uh, could she go to her friend's birthday party? And um, I initially said yes without knowing the date that the birthday party fell on. Well, it fell on the exact same date as the party that we had pre-registered for as a family. Mm. And uh, so she said, but you said I could go. I said, well, I tell you what, I'm not going to tell you that you can't go now. I said, I want you to take into account this decision that that you have to make. And I want you to make the final decision. 
I want you to decide which one you should go to. Mm. I didn't say which one you get to go to. I said which one you should go to. Mm. <laughs> well, she never made the decision uh, because she, unfortunately, she got sick. Right. Uh, but uh, I could tell she really began to think through that decision. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, this is my decision to make. Right. So I was em- I was empowering her. I was giving her that some some real estate. Right. I was giving her some real estate to be empowered to make her own decision. Right, right. And, of course, you know, just watching our girls grow up, you know, I, I've, I've seen the mistake of us making decisions for our, for our children and them um, really not having the self-agency sometimes yeah. to make their own decisions. Yeah, and you almost clip their wings. You, yeah, that's the great were a way of saying it. You you really do clip yeah. their wings. Yeah, you clip their wings. And uh, and so, all right. Well, let's just go on to mistake number two. So the next one uh, I would say is doing for your child what they can do for themselves. I am totally guilty of that as a father, especially of all girls. And I I totally know that's why you do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know because I am. I think I am probably one of the uh, rare birds who still open the door for ladies, uh, open the car door for my wife. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I've just always been taught by my mother to be that knight in shining armor for a woman. And I watched my mother growing up that uh, as in a single parent household, her not having a man to do certain things for her. Uh, I watched her do things on her own and found myself doing some things, help doing some things that a man should have been doing for my mother. And so that just kind of uh, followed me into my adulthood. Uh, and, and it kind of uh, bled over into my fathering with, with my daughters. And so that's kind of where that emanated from. But uh, again, uh, clipping the wings of our children by doing things for them that they really sh- should be doing for themselves. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm, I'm huge on that. Is that you know my mama used to have this saying, um, and it's just so true. She would as she was teaching us and training us how to do things, and she would always follow it up with this: "Come in here, let me teach you how to do this. Let me show you how to do this, because yeah, I'm good. not gonna be with you always." Yeah, that's good. And she would always say that, and it would always sound so morbid to me. It's like, well, stop saying that, Mom, mm-hmm. you know. But it's the truth. She she was so right because she's not with us right now. <laughs> she's basically saying is that I'm not going to be with you all the time. I'm not going to be able to do this for you. i got to teach you how to do this for yourself because I'm not going to always be around here. Right. And I believe in that so strongly now yeah. Yeah. is that you – Good parenting is really teaching your children to little by little to begin to live independently of you. That's right. To not uh, depend on you. You've got to teach them how to do for themselves what they can do for themselves. And I think it starts as early as as they can fold up clothes uh, or whatever. I think that's really. Whatever they can do for themselves little by little. 
You just start letting them do that for themselves. I watched you do it. You you do for them some things they can do for themselves. Right. But some things I remember watching you, and I, it, I'll be honest with you, it kind of got on my nerves. <laughs> I thought it was kind of wrong because uh-huh. I thought you were teaching them to do what you didn't want to do. <laughs> but I remember my husband with our daughters when they were like, I thought they were too little to be learning it. But obviously they did. I remember you watching you in uh, watching you in there teaching them babies how to load the dishwasher, mm-hmm. how to wash dishes right. That's right. How to do this. And I always thought it's because you don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so you taught them how to do what you didn't want to do. <laughs> but it but it but it but it, it showed you they could do it. They could do it. Because I remember them being I felt like they were too little mm-hmm. to be learning how to do dishes Mm -hmm. they were too little to be learning how to load the dishwasher Mm -hmm. they just gonna break my stuff or whatever Mm -hmm. but guess what and they did break some stuff they did but they learned (laughs) how to do it yeah they learned how to do it and so so i've I've watched you teach them how to do stuff yeah 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 it's 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 a hard habit for a father especially a father to break because like like i said a father feels like they're supposed to be there to provide and to protect especially for girls um, and so it's a hard habit to break. You know, I found myself, I, uh, my girls need their, uh, oil change on their own cars. Grown. I go get their oil change. Don't live in our house. They need their tires rotated. I'd go get their tires rotated. They don't live in our house. <laughs> and so it was like, okay, I got to break this because I am, let them I am handicapping these Absolutely. girls. Absolutely. Yeah. So. It was a hard habit to break, but I eventually broke it. And you have to discipline yourself to break those habits. Yeah. My dad didn't do, my dad, my dad taught me how to change my tire. That's great. My dad taught me how to change my oil. Mm. My dad, and I'll give that to him. Yeah. He taught me how to do those things, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, um. And I, you know, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Because he knew he wasn't going to be around. I, you know, before I went off to college, he taught me how to do all that on my own, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't have to depend on some other man to do it for me. Or look for a sugar daddy. I knew how to do that stuff for myself because my dad taught me how to do it. Here's another thing uh, that I think that mistakes, common mistakes that good parents make is giving your children too much. Yeah. Giving them too giving much. Giving them too much. Uh, you know, I think that that can lead to a, a sense of entitlement. Absolutely. You know how you just said how you you can't stand to see a spoiled child. Yeah. You know, it's 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 like that that spoil uh, uh, spoil will lead to a sense of entitlement. And when I say spoiled child, I, I, let me let me. I yeah. want to misrepresent Bring myself some to it. Yeah. Because what some people would call spoiled, I don't call spoiled. Mm. You know, but to me, when I say spoiled, it is a child with an entitled attitude right they are ungrateful Mm-mm. it's not a child who has a lot or has been very loved or those kinds of things sure sure because I don't, I don't believe you can love a child too much that's right yeah but um but but it's a with, self-entitled it's, child. A, it's an it's an entitlement attitude yeah it's it's it's, it's like you're supposed it's, to you're do supposed this for me supposed to do this for me mm-hmm. and the ingratitude a prima and, donna attitude. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what I that's what I I don't like it in my own children, you know. And when I see that in my own children, I check it in my own children. I but don't know, like to see it. Can in I people, just give period. you your kudos uh, before this national international audience? 
is when I look at our daughters, I'm so grateful you didn't raise divas. I don't see the diva complex on our daughters in the slightest. Hmm. You really raised responsible young ladies uh, that uh, they don't portray themselves uh, as a self-entitled spoiled brat. They really don't. I don't, I, I, I don't, mean, I, I could be very biased, but uh, I'm very observant, yeah. especially in my own children, and I don't see that at all. Yeah. So you did a wonderful job. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I, I'm, I'm, my, my mind is going, I'm going, hmm, because sometimes I have to check them. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I would say I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to ask somebody else. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would agree that um, they don't. They 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 they're hard workers. They're hard workers. You know, absolutely. Um, they serve. They know how to roll their sleeves up. They know how to yeah. get things done. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they can they can act a little, and not as grateful as they should. <laughs> at times. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I guess we all can. And here here's another reason why uh, making that mistake of giving your children too much simply is not good is because you're not teaching them to earn, yeah. to be earners. To be earners, absolutely. You're, you're teaching them to be receivers. Yeah. And they're just looking to receive, but they're never looking to earn. And that's just simply not the real world. Absolutely. Because that's not a whole heck of a lot in this world that's going to be given to you. Yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna to have earn to it. go get it. You got yeah, to earn you it. You gotta you gotta go get it. You're gonna have to earn it. Like for instance, you know, um, I could our daughters, our twin daughters, are home right now for for a holiday, and um, they're in college. They're freshmen in college, and they thank God they are on full scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so um, and we're grateful for that. But uh, you know, home home for the holidays. You know, they they need some money, and I could. Give them some money. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I need some stuff done. That's right. <laughs> so you're going to make them earn that money. So I set an hourly wage for them, and they're doing projects for me. And so I'm making them earn the money. Yeah. That they, because they, they, don't, they don't necessarily need any money because they got all no. their needs taken care of. Right. They just want some money. Yeah. To pad their accounts, mm-hmm. you know, and for this, that, or the other. And so I'm like, okay, that's cool. And uh, but they fully expect to earn it. So when they came home, they said, Mom, you got some stuff you need us to do while Mm -hmm. we're home for the holidays. Mm -hmm. And I said, let me think on it. And surely enough, I got, you know, I got projects for the business and different things. Even our baby girl has that attitude. Our baby girl does the same exact thing, the 16-year-old. We take care of the needs, but they earn the wants. That's right. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah, absolutely. And so if it's just something they want. Faith will come in and she'll say, Mom, you got something for me to do? Mm-hmm. And she knows it so I can earn some mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. And I always got something to do. You That's know, right. when they get finished, I said, how many hours was it? And they'll tell me what their hours were. I cut them a check, a cash app them or whatever, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, for, for the money they earned. And so uh, it's just a culture now yeah. in, our, in our family. It's yeah. a culture, you know, of how we do it. So we take care of the needs. But when you want something that's beyond the needs now, yeah. let's see what we can do for you to do something in the family yeah, business good. for you to earn some money. So we got a couple, yeah. couple of more here to yeah. cover. Oh, okay. Um, you want me to go? Uh, so the other mistake that good parents make that I've, I've made is making a big deal out of, of what is just not a big deal. Yeah. You know, making a big deal out of something that's 
it's not a big deal. You got to pick your battles. You got to pick your battles. Absolutely. And you got to stop making these kids every little mistake they make. You make a big deal out of it. You know, that makes me want to cry because I used to do that. Yeah. And oftentimes. One of the phrases yeah, you. Go ahead. One of the phrases you use was fussing too much. Yeah, fussing too much over yeah. things that don't matter. Just a constant fuss box. Yeah. Of things that just don't matter. The kid can only take so much. And you don't want your kid to start. Uh, grimacing every time you walk in the room oh because they think they're God. getting ready to be fussed be at. Be fussed at yeah. about something. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I think, and so much of that I see now, you know, I've done a lot of work on myself, a lot of personal development work, and so much of I recognize now, you know, in my 50s, I recognize now that so much of my parenting was done in fear. Mm-hmm. And not in, in 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 really love. Yeah, it was it was done out of my own fears. Yeah, you know, and which caused me to be a stressed out parent, an overbearing parent, and uh, and making a big deal out of things that really weren't a big deal. Mm-hmm. Man, just out of my own fears. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, as I've let a lot of that go, um, you know, I just I just don't make a big deal out of yeah. what's not a big deal. I pick I pick my battles. I don't fuss over things that really just don't matter. Mm-hmm. I give a, them a lot of space to make mistakes and be a human, and it's it's okay. And I think I think one thing that we can do to really uh, support that is we can begin intentionally looking for them, catch them doing something good. Absolutely, and make a big deal. Out and of make it. a big deal out of it. You know, our middle child, she thrives. You on better that. believe it. Maybe if you have a middle child, we had a middle child mm-hmm. and we won't call her name. You can figure out who she is. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I've learned with her that we could do a whole segment on middle, middle child. Mm-hmm. Let us know if y'all want that, that segment right there. <laughs> Our producer said yeah. we need that one. Cause <laughs> it's something about that middle child. Uh, and we have a really a, a classic middle child in many mm-hmm. ways. But one thing that she, I noticed that she thrives on. Oh my God is to find her doing something right and making a big deal out Make of it. Make a big it. deal out of it, yeah. You know, they say, you know, behavior that's rewarded will be repeated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she thrives on encouragement. She thrives on um, um, uh, recognition and being, you know, and sometimes I think a lot of the acting out is to get attention. Sure it is. And sure so it is. we just give her attention, a lot of attention, yeah. you know. When when she when she just when she does well, absolutely, you can tell she she just you can you can see her swelling. Mm-hmm. I can see it. That's right. You know, and uh, that's the kid used to get a spanking every day. <laughs> she acted up every day. Yeah, and if she didn't, but she <laughs> was vying for attention though. I think it was yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely is what it was. was. She was vying for it. I mean, I think she got so used to getting the spanking every day till the end of the day. If she didn't get a spanking, she would knock over something. Especially like, when oh, the, I get a whipping today. Especially when the twins came. I mean, she's like, man, I don't, I don't, I've lost my place as the baby. She literally lost her oh, place as did. the baby. She did. She yeah. was the baby for three years before the twins yeah, came. Yeah, she was a baby for a minute. Yeah, yeah, almost four years. Yeah, four years. Yeah, four years. It was so four she years. literally lost her place. She lost her place. But anyway, so. That's the fourth mistake is, is is stop making a big deal out of, of, of what is not a big deal. Mm. Don't make a big deal out of what is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. All right. Next mistake. Yes. Me again, setting expectations that are way too high. You know, that's just kind of 
not just in managing your children, raising your children, but even raising yourself mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. is we got to we got to learn how to uh, uh, set expectations realistically. That's right. Yeah. Set realistic, realistic expectations. expectations. Yeah. Because when you set expectations that are too high, this is how you know you've set expectations that are too high. It creates stress and anxiety. Frustration. Yeah. Stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Those, those are really, um, can become extremely harmful. Mm-hmm. To the body and the mind, the spirit, stress yeah. and anxiety. Yes, it can. And so when expectations you set on your children mm-hmm. and include yourself, because you, mm-hmm. you, we all still are raising our inner child in a That's way. That's right. That's right. Uh, even expectations you set on yourself, you know when they're too high mm-hmm. because That's it right. creates stress. That's right. And it creates anxiety. Yeah. So we have to manage those expectations. Absolutely. And so I think it's good to give your child expectations, mm-hmm. but we have to know how to set them realistically. Yeah. We yeah. got to know how to stretch and not stress. Ooh, that's good. Stretch and not stress. Yeah. Yeah. Stretch and not stress. You know, you're into physical fitness as a, mm-hmm. you told me to stop calling you a former athlete. You're still an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> you said, I'm still an athlete. As a, as a person that is into yeah. fitness. Yeah. You know the difference between stressing the body and stretching the body. Mm-hmm. There's a fine line, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And a good coach or whatever you call them, a fitness professional, mm-hmm. they know that fine line of taking you just enough to stretch you mm-hmm. out of your comfort zone. But they know if they stress the body, mm-hmm. it can create a major injury. Oh, absolutely. So can. there's a fine yeah. line. Yeah. And we have to have that same level of sensitivity and awareness with our children. That's right. What do you think? Oh, ab- absolutely. I'm in total agreement with that. Right, yeah. right. And so, yeah, um, setting expectations too high, I think, is, is certainly a mistake that we've made yeah. and, and have learned better. Here's another one. Too many activities. Wow. <laughs> Giving your child too many too activities. Too many activities. I mean, it's like um, all these activities that you're taking your children to, it's like, you know, we're talking about stressing and not uh, uh, stretching. Stretching. It's yeah. like you are stressing them out with all these activities. And not just them, but you too. But you too. The whole family. Uh, we just heard our producer tell a story about uh, his his mother came in town and uh, uh, to watch the kids for he and his wife while they were traveling, and she was taking them to all these activities that their kids were involved in when they were smaller. <laughs> she said, "Y'all do it too much." And she got lost one time taking them to an activity, and when they came back, she she told them, "She says y'all doing too much." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> y'all got these kids in too much. Yeah, and so so we as parents. Uh, the decision was made for us because we had so we many, had so many kids. It just literally was hum- not humanly possible. So we literally had to tell our kids, "Look, you got to pick one activity." Every kid <laughs> picked one activity. You got to pick because you you killing your mom and daddy, right? Because I mean, we would literally meet each other going and coming. We were going and coming. You would be going to one activity. I'd be going to you. Be going to piano. I I'd be going to basketball. Right. <laughs> but what is the problem with making them pick? One activity. Why can't we just make? I mean, I think there's so much wisdom in 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 a kid just having one activity. Why do we feel like we gotta have these kids I in all know. these all I, this maybe, different stuff? Maybe it's that the parents 
feel like they they want their kids to be well rounded and to do as uh you know in as well well rounded in as many things as possible. I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the psychology is behind it. I really don't. Right, because I personally think the kids are tired. Yeah, they're tired. I think they're, they're the worn kids out. are tired. The kids are stressed out. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, can, they are. It can be too much. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell we're getting toward the grandparent age. We like, let these kids rest. Let these kids rest. <laughs> That's how I would let be. Let them this rest. Baby is tired. These babies are tired. Yeah. Let them rest. And But, you know, uh, we may do an episode even on this about the family table, but I really think all this activity and busyness us away from has the table. gotten us away from the thing that really our children desperately need. And that's just some time around Ooh. the family table, yes, just Lord. dinner together. We're so busy, we can't even, we got these kids so stressed out, we can't even sit down and have a family dinner It's ridiculous. Anymore. It really is ridiculous. Which probably would benefit them way more than all these 1,500 activities we got them involved in. I was uh, on my way to church one Sunday morning, and, you know, we passed by a soccer field, you mm -hmm. know, on our way uh, from our home to our church. And it's like the soccer field was filled yeah. with parents. And kids, I'm like, it's seven days in the week. What, 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 why do you have to have every day filled with something? With something. Wow, that's so good. With something. It's yeah. like, this is ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. And I really think, you know, it's like a Gerbil. Um, is that how you pronounce that little? The Gerber baby? No, the little animal. The gerbil? Little gerbil. It's like the little gerbil rat on the little wheel. Just that hamster wheel, yeah. That hamster wheel. Yeah. And that's how I see these parents. Just, my it's God. Like, and they got their kids on it, too. Wow. They're just on this little wheel, and it's like a rat race, and it's never going to end, and they're just striving, 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 getting nowhere. That's called the hedonic treadmill. Ah, wow. <laughs> In the personal development space the or the, the positive psychology space, it's called the hedonic treadmill. Wow. It's like we 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 keep all this activity trying to get ahead, but we we never get ahead. Never end up getting ahead. Yeah, and yeah. it's always something else. It's always something else. Right, yeah, it's called the hedonic treadmill. So one, one last one that we have yeah. to share with them. Is the next last mistake. I think this will give us seven. Mm. Uh, the last mistake that good parents make um, that we've made is living, trying to live vicariously <laughs> through our children. I've done it. Yes. And so you are in many ways trying to fulfill some unfulfilled dream you had as a child mm -hmm. through your child. Absolutely. Absolutely. How have you done it? You have any? Well, examples? I'm a I'm an athlete. Uh, former athlete. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any sons. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, of course, with my daughters, you know, we involved them in athletics. I involved them in athletics. And uh, I think sometimes I pushed them to the brink. I stressed them uh, because I was trying to live vicariously through them because mm. uh, I wanted them to go to the top in it. Yeah, I want them to go to the very top. I wanted, I wanted uh, them all to go to the WNBA, which is considered the very top in basketball for women. Uh, and so, um, and they were just out there trying to have fun. You know what I think broke you from it? What's that? I think Eden did. Remember that conversation <laughs> with Eden? <laughs> yeah. So Eden, one Eden, of our one of our identical twins. Eden is our fifth daughter. She's our uh, she's identical twin, Destiny and Eden, and. Uh, 
So, of course, Destiny and Eden had the long legs, and they were fast runners. You know, they, 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 were, they could run. Mm-hmm. They were track runners. And, um, and so their dad, of course. Now, when I saw, I, had, I started them out in ballet. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Because, you know, they're beautiful. They're strikingly beautiful. The twins are. And so I looked at that, that long, beautiful hair and their identical twins as they were growing older. And I saw runway models. I saw ballerinas. <laughs> All my husband saw was track. Yes, Lord. Track runner, float, next flow Flojo. And their twins, I mean, he just had this athletic vision. And, you know, and so he got them involved in track, and they, they were good at it. And so they, he got them involved in this summer summer. Mm-hmm. Very intensive, very intense training. summer AAU summer to Charlotte Heat. Yeah, and the track. I mean, it took us an hour just to get them from our house to track practice a few days a week it after took, school. And a lot of it was during. Yeah, it was after school. It yeah. sure was. Then during the summertime, then you were traveling. You were on the road all the mm-hmm. time. So Mama was managing, and Mama, my Mama was Mama was had had it up to here. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it wasn't just that I had had it. I, I knew they didn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's gone all the time, and I'm the one managing. I don't want to go. I hate this. I want to do this. And I'm managing all the attitudes. He's gone. I'm trying to arrange all the track. It was just too much, and they didn't want to do it. Yeah. I had enough sense to know I don't care how good somebody is. If they don't want to do it, they, they they ain't going to the top because yeah, they don't want to go to the top. top. You can't they're make not going to put the energy and effort no, in to do so. What they want, they don't want to do. So I remember when it all hit the fan. You have you were home, and I knew we had to have this discussion around the table. Mm. So you kind of had to know how our family set up. Let me let you into the back scene <laughs> of how our family set up. Our family set up. This is general <laughs> commander in. Chief Howard. <laughs> and the girls roll up on me with everything. I handle all the emotions. I they you know, and all of that. They say it, you know, don't nobody roll up on daddy with nothing. No, they can't come to me that way. No, they don't roll up on daddy. What daddy says goes in the house. And uh, and I don't even, you know, I don't we don't go back and we don't argue about the girls in front of each other. So, mm-hmm. you know. They think mama don't even roll up on dad. Mama roll up on daddy all the time. I just don't let them see mama roll up on dad. Oh, yeah, mama roll Oh, up. yes, she does. Oh, yeah, I just don't let my girls, you know, see that um, because they'll play us against each other. Mm-hmm. This, we, let, we talking about some real parenting talk oh, now. Y'all got to understand yeah. this. You got to keep a, a front and, with your kids. You can't let your kids yeah. play you against each other. But anyway, I saw, all right, we got to, this has got to stop here. Yeah. And so... What had happened was, <laughs> I will never forget this moment. I said, y'all, well, y'all got to talk to your dad. You got to tell him how you really feel about this track or whatever. And so we did. Remember, we sat around the table, mm-hmm. and we started having this conversation about track. And you, you were still going back and forth with them about, you know, why you need to run track and scholarships and blah, 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 blah. blah. And, I, and so finally, Eden, Eden, who is our extremely outspoken child. Extremely. You just got to know this. We love it about her, but you, you just can't be disrespectful with it. But she going to say her piece. So Eden, it's like her dad. It's Eden. I remember she said, Dad, I remember she just had to get your attention. Dad, I am not a track runner. <laughs> she said, I am a singer. <laughs> I'll never forget that moment. She just had to get it in your head. You're trying to make me into what I am not. 
Right. Don't you remember that? Yeah, absolutely. But in the moment, I remember you getting it. I saw it's like, finally, it's like it like. (laughs) The light bulb came on. The light bulb came on. Like, I will oh, never forget that. She really does not want to do this. I will never forget that moment where she had to let you know, you're trying to make me into what I am not, and this is what I am. Sure. I'm a singer. Yeah. And my God, is that kid a singer? Oh, she's a singer. Yeah. You know, and and I, I, I just, and I remember when that broke. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you saw that, yeah. you know, when you saw that clearly there. And I remember when that broke and they still did sports. And yeah. I, I really do. I to your kudos to you. I love how you did it. Yeah. You I made wouldn't let them, them quit. You wouldn't let them quit. Yeah. You made them go ahead and see it out. And they yeah. decided they wanted to go ahead and run for their high school track team their senior oh. year. Yeah. Uh, for you, the camaraderie of it. The camaraderie. But I do remember the conversation between me and you. I couldn't see you being out there wasting your time you for camaraderie. <laughs> He didn't get it. I was like, camaraderie? They were like, well, Dad, we just we just want to have fun and stay in shape. We want to have fun and stay what in shape. What the world do you mean, have fun and stay in shape? <laughs> I just couldn't see it. He couldn't see it. He does not get not not doing it for competition and doing it to be the best at it. You didn't, yeah, you didn't get it. Yeah, it's like, okay. You didn't get it. I didn't but get it. But you did good. I remember yeah. the senior year, us going to the track meets. You took all the pressure off. Mm-hmm. You know, and we went out there and we watched them run to just have fun. Just have fun. <laughs> he, but he totally didn't get it. But you did it, Dad. I did it. You we did, made it. You did a good we job made it. of we managing made it. that expectation really in yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you and, had to manage it. And, and the baby girl, Yeah, she got into volleyball and she she decided she didn't want to do it. So and you just kinda, daddy didn't put any pressure yeah, he, on. I was he, like. He fell back. Okay. You know, and so now that's what we're saying in so many ways. You know, I've watched you too. This is one my one example. Then we're then we'll uh, we love to hear y'all's comments and your stories on this. <laughs> but uh, other example, I noticed you with Christmas time. You would mm. just go overboard with Christmas. In my opinion, <laughs> I thought it was overboard. You know, and I realized I began to realize that you correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I'm sure you will. Um, that in many ways you were kind of living your own Christmas dream through the, through the kids yeah, yeah. growing up. Absolutely. You know how you did mm-hmm. and just taking it way overboard excessive. And I'll be honest with you, just transparently, it, it, it put a lot of stress on me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you know, I was the one that was doing most of the work of that, mm-hmm. trying to not give them a Christmas dream. In many ways it was, it was your dream, yeah. your Christmas dream. The kids right. didn't need to have to have all of that. Right. And so, you know, at some point, you know, I think it can become unhealthy for the family. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we, we, you know, just have to chill yeah. with some of that as That's right. good parents, you That's know, right. as good parents. That's exactly right. Yeah. So remember, as we always like to say, marriage and family are worth doing well. And a house united cannot fall. See you next time. See you next time. We're on a mission to reach 1 million people or greater with content that inspires strong faith, families, and futures. If you believe that strong marriages and families truly have the power to change the world, then we invite you to partner with Howard International Ministries as a one in a million partner. With a monthly $100 contribution, you will receive 20% discount off all ministry products and HIM events. You'll also receive special reserve seating at all events. And of course, we always welcome 
any one-time gift that you want to give. Giving and partnering with Power International Ministries is quick and easy. Just click the link below for a simple process. There were days where we thought we wouldn't make it out, but we stuck it out. Today's our day.